Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Randy Kanefka. And we're going to do part two of the conversation that we started yesterday. And we're going to talk about Cahoe's politics. So um, the show we did yesterday, Randy, have you gotten any feedback from yet? Yeah, you know, Cynthia, it, it is amazing, you know, but people people listen, and I think, you know, people listen, whether it's Cohoes or whether it's wherever it is, because I think they get, you know, you you offer, I think, what's called long-format dialogue, which, you know, you don't get on the 6 o'clock news. You get 30 seconds if you get 30 seconds. Right. You know, you, uh, the local news, you know, the local papers, I mean, the local paper here, the Troy Record is... Is, I, I don't even know if they're still around. I think they're still around. I think they have, you know, a couple people working. Um, so, you know, you just don't get the in-depth uh, analysis. You don't get the in-depth dialogue. Right. That people, you know, you look at people like, you know, Joe Rogan and these podcasts that go an hour, two, sometimes three hours. Um, mm-hmm. And they're very successful because I think, People are just saying, you know what, you know, we don't want the CNNs or the Fox and all the MSNBC and all that garbage. We we, we just want real, honest, you know, dialogue. And, you know, these podcasts like yours and, and, and these others are, are giving people that. And, and people, and especially during these times, you know, people have a lot of time on their hands and they're consuming a lot of, a lot of content. So, I think, you know, you're doing a, 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 you know, a great service at, you know, at the local level because we don't, you know, we don't have anything like this uh, on the local level. And, it, and you know, so it, it's good that you're able to. When I started doing this, I we first met when I first I started doing Focus on Albany. And my main contention was to give people, newsmakers, politicians, a platform where they can talk a half hour and not not have to worry about a sound bite, not have to worry about, um, you know, one or two sentences in the newspaper, and most of all, not worried about what they think is important that's going to be edited out. So it's, you know, it's giving people who are making or trying to make a difference, a platform in which they can speak, you know. So tell us, tell us a little bit about what you want to talk about today. Well, I think we, we, you know, we left off. We were talking about some of the some of the things going on in town. We were talking about um, the mayor and my relationship with the mayor. Um, but right. you know, I I think you know we're only five months into the new the new term. And I have to tell you, it's, it's, it, it's, you know, being now more so an observer and not kind of in the, the thick of it. Um, you know, it's amazing to kind of gauge the public and, you know, where the public is at and where the public mood, you know, is shifting to. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting to see. You know, and I think, not to say that, 
um, you know, look at this is five months into a new administration, but it's mm-hmm. it, I it certainly doesn't seem to be any honeymoon period um, in this administration. Uh, I you know I don't know if um, you know they got off to a very good start, and that's not to say that you know they had some kind of great mandate because at the end of the day, you know, Bill Keeler only defeated Sean by, I think it was around 100 votes. I think it was somewhere around 100 votes. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's not that's not a mandate, uh, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. And I think when you look at the results of the race, of the, of the, the primary, you know, Bill got, and, and I'm going to just ballpark these numbers, but, but they're, <clears throat> they're, um, they're not exact, but they're but they're accurate as ballparks. You know, Bill got around a thousand votes. Sean got around a thousand votes. Uh, mm-hmm. The other two came up with about eight hundred, respectively. So, I mean, if you think about that, you know, a thousand people, a thousand people in the city cast a vote for Sean Morris, and they cast a vote for him while under, you know, <laughs> felony federal indictment. And right. really, you know, that, you know, voted for him in the worst of times. And it, it, it's, and simply, I think you can only say that at the end of the day, people looked at in three years, what, you know, that administration, and I, you know, I was on the common council and I, I know I gave Sean a hard time for a lot of things, but at the end of the day, supported a lot of things um, in three mm-hmm. years, transformed a downtown that had been left to rot for many, 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 many years. Uh, you could say going back mm, 20, 25 years, okay, mm-hmm. literally left to just rot. I mean, the, the public spaces were not maintained. The, the buildings were boarded up. It was just, it was just not good. And what Sean, and it's not just Sean, but as the mayor, you set the tone, you set the message. And that right. team and that administration and, and Mike Jacobson, who has passed, um, you know, God rest his soul, um, and, and Ralph Singarachi, who was there, who was an integral part of it, what they were able to do to transform a downtown is, is something that you could write a, a academic uh, paper on, and maybe they should, and it should be studied in economic development circles uh, because okay. it was really amazing. So, Let me ask you this. You said that Bill Keeler is not off to a good start, but people evolve, administrations evolve, do you think you're being too harsh on him? Do you think maybe he will evolve into a good mayor? Well, Cindy, I'm not saying he's a bad mayor, okay? Because it's 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 look at that. History is the only thing that can determine if somebody's a good mayor or a bad mayor. Just like you know, posterity will judge uh, Sean Morris, and that takes time, and that takes you know that takes some years. Look at presidents. You know, when Harry Truman left office, he had some of the lowest approval ratings 
in the modern presidency. And now we look at Harry Truman as one of the great presidents. You know, Lyndon Johnson uh, left office uh, not popular. Now we see a resurgence of Lyndon Johnson. So it, it takes uh, uh, George W. Bush uh, not that long ago. Uh, you know, now I remember liberal friends of mine, you know, they wanted to have him tried for war crimes. Now they ex the virtues of George W. Bush. So that takes time. And I'm not saying he's a bad mayor, but what I am saying is he's not off to a very good good start here. And when you look at some of the things now that they've been doing with layoffs, you know, he laid off a handful of of city hall uh staff, mostly clerical workers. And it really didn't make sense because, you know, these are people that have worked for the city for a long time. They do a good job. I call them the low-hanging fruit. You know, they don't make a lot of money. Some of them were part-time people. Um, you know, so I understand that, okay, with coronavirus and everything, we're going to be faced with economic hardships. But what does he do? He goes after the low-hanging fruit, and he keeps on those people he brought on making $70,000 a year. You know, Teresa Bourgeois, who he brought on, and I, nobody seems to know what she does as director of operations for the city. Now, that was a position that Sean Morse created. So uh, Bill Keeler has position. Put in Miss Bourgeois, uh, who is a WAMC commentator, to, I, I guess, manage uh, the city. I, I have no idea. Miss um, Bourgeois, from what I understand, is a PR person, and she does PR very effectively. But I don't know what qualifies her to run the city. You know, he brought on a public safety commissioner for $70,000. Now, we haven't had a public safety commissioner in decades in this city. Um, didn't make any sense. He still has a job. You know, brings in Mr. Napier for sixty-five, $70,000 a year uh, for economic mm -hmm. development. Well, not much economic development going on right now. Why, you know, why is this person? So, you know, he, he, and that's, you know, you're up to a quarter of a million dollars in salaries mm -hmm. for three people, but you go after the low hanging fruit. So, you know, he just doesn't quite, you know, I, I don't think he, he's quite off to, to a good start, you know, in that regard. But like I said, it's early. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. So what do you see happening in Cahoes? Well, Cynthia, I have to tell you, I've never seen – I have people messaging me all the time wanting to run for office, wanting to get involved, wanting to just you know form a new political organization. I mean, I've never seen such discontent so early on where you have people like want, wanting to be candidates for the next election. I've never quite seen it. Um, and the only way I can explain it is that for all the faults of the last administration, for all the drama, for all of it that I was a part of, that, that we were all a part of, okay, I think people now have an opportunity that now that drama has kind of come and gone, and people are looking, and they're saying, wow, the people in there now 
just don't seem to have the the wherewithal to be able to do what the last administration did for all its faults, for all its faults. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I really see how it's, how it's playing out here. And when you have so much discontent so early on in administration, um, you know, people are talking about outright corruption and I'm not saying there is corruption, but, there does seem to be a, and I said it on your on our last show, this, this arrogance that people are really starting to to pick up on, uh, and not just from the mayor, from from members of the common council, that the members of the common council are just not responsive to their constituents. They are not informing their constituents. They are not speaking out for their constituents. And in, in this city, that's that's just not going to fly. It's just not going to fly. So, um, and and you even see, I, I've I've seen now even uh, not to say maybe even a groundswell of support uh, for for Sean to kind of come back uh, into a political office. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's very interesting to see <clears throat> what's going on and, and what the next you know couple years you know will bring. Yeah. So, have you spoken to Sean personally about his aspirations for the future? Uh, Sean, and I speak. We didn't, you know, we didn't, we don't really get into to anything like that. I think he's trying to, you know, live his life. Um, you know, he went through a very, very difficult uh, <laughs> time. That even for a guy like Sean, I think it takes a little bit out of you. I mean, it really, really does. I think it takes. I think it takes a lot out of you. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a guy who, again, he's not a quitter. He has not quit really anything uh, in his in his life, and he's a guy who looks at the success, and who sees what's going on, and. It's 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 distressing, Cynthia, because it's almost like you know these people are literally and figuratively undoing. And let me give you an example. So, I think it was a couple of years ago that we put new uh, welcome signs uh, around the city. So any you know point of entry to the city, we put these really nice uh, new signs that said said you know welcome to Cohoes, uh, established 1869. So with this administration, well, they ripped all those signs down. Perfectly good. They were only a couple years old. And they put up new signs that said, Cohoes, New York, 1870. So now there's a big argument in the city as to when the city was established as a city right now. I'm a historian. I have studied the history of the city. You look at the city seal. You look at everything. It's always been the city of Cohoes incorporated 1869. Now, people are saying, well, it was incorporated in 1869, but the first mayor didn't take office until the following year. And, and there's just this whole ridiculous argument going on that they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to rewrite history to suit their own political needs. That being they want to just erase everything from the last administration. You know, they're taking all the logos off the off the cars they're just kind of it, it's really kind of petty 
political stuff, you know, is what they're doing. You know, they're spending money that doesn't need to be spent to kind of, you know, erase and revise history. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just think that's, that is very, you know, petty uh, in a sense. Um, Let me ask you this question, Randy. Whether whether it was incorporated in sixty nine or seventy, I mean we're we're a hundred and fifty years beyond that. What difference does it make? It really doesn't make a difference. And you know, we were look look we were looking to celebrate last year. We had always planned to celebrate the 150th in 2019 because that was 150 years. And unfortunately, uh-huh. we just, everybody was, you know, we had the campaigns, we had all the drama and everything was going on. And it, we, we just weren't able to do it. So they said, well, we want to do it this year. Okay, do it this year. Fine, fine. But don't try to rewrite history and don't go around spending money where it doesn't need to be spent. So... I just think people seem to be very upset that this administration is so almost insecure that they need to, you know, just wipe away (laughs) any sign of existence of the last administration. Okay. How much money do you think has been needlessly spent on the uh, controversy of the year 69 and 70? Oh, over well over uh, so those signs that you're going to be talking about maybe close to twenty thousand dollars, and I think more will be spent uh, as as time goes on. I think there's talk of repainting uh, the new water tank, and the new water tank has the old logo, and I think that they're looking to repaint over that. That's going to cost thousands of dollars. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, money will be spent. Uh, you know, rather needlessly. Um, but, you wow. know, again, that's um, that's the politics. Wow. And, you know, I'm sure many municipalities, including Cohoes, is cash-strapped right now. Would you agree? Well, we're, we're not in that bad of a situation. We have about a $4 million reserve cash. Um, So unlike a lot of municipalities who have zero cash reserves, you know, we have about $4 million. So we're not, you know, we're not in dire straits, but most certainly, you know, cuts are going to have to be made. And that's why I question why the mayor deems it necessary to keep on these high salary people who who, Cynthia, at the end of the day, do nothing tangible for the residents of the city. You know, the mayor, you know, he's, he, you know, he's not filling public works positions. Well, the public's works positions, that's what really makes the difference in the city. You know, people who are out, you know, filling the potholes, cutting the grass, um, getting the garbage, you know, those are the positions that really truly make it make a difference. But those are the positions he's gone after. You know, he hasn't gone after the positions that really have the most impact on the budget and produce the less value as far as services for the residents. So, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to have to, depending on 
if we get a federal bailout or not, and that's a big question mark. He is okay. going to have to look because they can't just raise taxes 20, 30 percent. The people will never tolerate that. You know, he's going to have to really look deep in that budget and say, okay, what do we really need here and what do we really not need? And that's mm-hmm. a lot of cities are going to have to do that. A lot of cities. Right. Now, how, how, how has, uh, COVID-19 affected your city? Well, I think it's affected the city like any other city. And what I see happening, and we see it playing out on the national level, I see I see it play out locally where uh, one of the Facebook, uh, it was one of the neighborhood watch groups where somebody would say, well, you know, I'm I'm seeing people out in the parks without masks, and I see kids in the parks and and then it becomes an argument, right? So it becomes where you have the one side where people are, you know, very, very cautious and deservedly so. And then you have another group of people that are like, you know what? You know, we need to be out. We're outside. We're living our lives. You know, leave me the hell alone. And we've kind of, we see this now in, in American society, right? We see the protesters. We see on one side and we see people who are just like, oh, you have to stay home and it's you know, all thing. So we're seeing that play out in Cohoes. We see small business in this city. Look at if 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 some people in, in in Albany have their way, there may not be any small business left in state of New York. And I don't think people quite realize what this shutdown or lockdown or whatever you want to call it is doing to society. I don't think people quite have an idea, Cynthia, because, you know, people, whether you're Andrew Cuomo or these people who are in Albany, you're kind of isolated. You're not really out. You're not out in in real life. And when you start to see what's happening, it is not good. It is not good. People will not sit in their house, whether it's City Cajos or anywhere else. And I have to tell you, I've never seen more people in our parks than I've seen you know, when we do the nice day. And I think that's a great, great thing. And have the mask and do whatever you need to do. But this city, the businesses in this city will not survive much longer unless something is done to create a plan so that they can open and conduct business. And that's just not the hose. That that's for anywhere. And I really hope for their sake. And I know a lot of these people, and they're struggling. And a lot of people in this city are are struggling. You know, we're not a rich, you know, we're not a rich city. You know, mm-hmm. and when, when people are just like, oh, well, you need to just, you know, stay home. Well, you know what, Cynthia? A lot of people, yeah, okay, if you stay home, they have a nice big house with a nice big backyard and big flat screen TVs and all the amenities and all the comforts of a nice big house. Well, you know what, mm-hmm. Cynthia? That's not most people. Most people live in an apartment, a small apartment, without any, you know, backyard. And those people mm-hmm. have to get outside. They need some fresh air. They need some exercise. And when I see these people pontificate from their big, you know, houses, you know, stay home, stay home, stay home, and all this nonsense. 
it, it's just really upsetting to me because then they have no idea of what most people and how most people live. They just don't. You know, telling telling a grandmother, telling a grandmother, you can't see your grandchildren, you can't hug them for for indefinitely for a year, for two years. Right. Are you out of your mind, right. Cynthia? Are, are are the people out of their minds? I think they've right. lost their minds. Look, this is a terrible so, disease. So how has uh, Mayakilov been uh, working? Within you know within his means to uh, help the people cohose with the coronavirus. Well, look at and again, I th- and this has been one of the, the big criticisms with Bill because he's just not, you know, he doesn't do Facebook. I think he's done a couple of uh, vi- of Facebook videos, but he's as a rule he's not on Facebook. You know, he's not approachable on Facebook. He's not on Twitter. He's not. He doesn't really have a social media presence, right? So, and again, I mentioned this on your last show. Look at this is 2020. Mm-hmm. Not only are a lot of people on Facebook, but a lot of people, especially now because they're sitting home, are on Facebook. <laughs> they're sitting on Facebook. It's if there's any way you need to communicate. Not I'm not saying everybody is on Facebook, but a lot of people are on Facebook. And for those people not on Facebook. The people that are on Facebook tell him what's going on. <laughs> so he, he yeah. has not made himself available on social media. And it's really, people have taken notice. And they're like, well, where is the mayor? He, he's nowhere to be found. And so he, mm-hmm. he's going to need to figure out a way to to be present. And, okay, maybe not every day, but certainly once a, once a week to just say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's going on in the city. We want we want everybody to know. Um, and he's not doing that. And I think, you know, at his peril, because people are going to remember this time and they're going to say, well, geez, he, he was just nowhere to be found. You know, they do these birthday... Let me, uh, let me ask you this question, and I think it's really important. Um... Dan McCoy uh, does press conferences every day. Yeah. Uh, Governor Cuomo does press conferences every day. Kathy Sheehan does not. What about Bill Keeler? Cynthia, I'm not saying that anybody's got to do a press conference every day. And actually, I think those daily press conferences need to stop. And I think at the end of the day, it's only for those people's own self-glorification. You do not need to update, okay, every day, okay, two people die, three people die. What is the point of that? This virus is going to be with us for a very, very long time. Is Dan McCoy going to come out every day for the next year and a half, for the next two years, and tell us how many people are dead? What, I, yeah. I just don't know what, what purpose that serves anybody. Not, and I don't even know who's even paying attention at this point. And that goes for Andrew Cuomo, too. I get it in the beginning, but enough, enough. Keep us updated. Wow. If something dramatically changes, then let us know. So I'm not saying Bill mm-hmm. Keeler or any local mayor has to get out every day with a press conference, but you should be, but you should be available on social media to respond to people. Hmm. That's what you should be doing. 
you should be updating people on a regular basis and making yourself available. I don't want to, I don't want to press. I don't want Bill Keeler to come out every day and say, well, in the city of Cahos, uh nobody died today or nobody's sick. No, I don't want that. But just to say, hey, how is everybody doing? How are you all doing? <laughs> Remember right, Ed Koch, right. you say, well, how am I doing? How am I doing? Right? Never Ed Koch. Right. Well, Bill, yeah. some people say, well, how are you doing? How are you guys doing? What do you need? What's going on in your yeah. neighborhood? Is there mm-hmm. anything I should be aware of? Is is there criminal activity going on? What's going on? What do people need? How How's everybody doing? He He's just been absent in that regard. And a lot of the council people have been too. Mm-hmm. And it's simply, it's it's absolutely baffling to me. It's absolutely baffling to me. You know, they have these birthday parades and goes, and these wonderful volunteers go off and they, and they do, you know, they go to the house with the kid and it's a parade. I'm told the mayor has not been to, to, to not one parade. Now, you know, as well as I, for all, for all his faults, Sean Morris would be leading those parades. He'd be leading every right. one of them. Right. And I'm not saying everybody's got to be a Sean, but I mean, for, for crying out loud, you know, mayor, you know, get, you know, get, get, get in, get in the game, man, get in the game. Well, well, uh, Randy, our time is up today. So, you know, I welcome you back on focus on Albany, you know, as things evolve in the city of Cajos. In the final moments, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, to quote uh, the great Jerry Springer, uh, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs> okay, so you've been listening to Randy Kanifka, and this is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes if you have a comment about the show. Hashtag focus on Albany. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay safe, and we'll talk again.